Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. We're going to start this uh, this week's show with, you know, talking about the scary situation from Monday night. Um, it's just, it, it was obviously frightening. You know, it looks like we're going to get an incredible outcome at this time from what happened, which is, you know, the best news there is. But um, that was, it was terrifying, obviously. You know, I mean, I, I was watching the game and I saw the hit. And the first thing, of course, I think is, you know, I, you see the tackle. And I knew, I, I thought, man, you know, it, it was a good play by Higgins, really. I mean, he lowered his shoulder, <clears throat> got a couple extra yards out of it. He did nothing wrong, obviously. And, and anybody who thinks otherwise is absolutely out of their minds. But um, got a couple extra yards out of it. And then all of a sudden, it's just... I, you know, you see Hamlin get up, and my first thought is, uh, single digits. I just can't stand seeing the single digits on football players, and it's like, as stupid as that is, because it is, um, you know, I'm a traditionalist with the numbers, but, you know, he stands up, you see it, and all right, and then all of a sudden, they, like, go to a different shop, they come back, and there's a player down, and I'm like, well, who got hurt? Because I saw the guy who made the tackle get up, and, you know, all of a sudden, you look, and they, they're like, it's Demar Hamlin, and I'm like, the guy who made the tackle, Hamlin, and you know he's on the ground. And my first thought was, man, he must have got up and like, did he get a cramp, or you know something happened to his back? And then that's my first thought. And then they go to commercial, they come back, and they go, we're bringing out that they're bringing out the backboard for Demar Hamlin. And I'm like, unbelievable, he did. He hurt his back. That was inc- like, on that tackle, it must have just jarred his back. So, you know, obviously with the injuries and it's not like you don't care. Obviously you care. You want everybody, anybody who ever wishes injury or something kind of player, you're out of your tree in any sport. That's just, that's demented. But I mean, I just flip the channel, you know, Hey, let them, you know, get this guy all situated and, and get a care. And then, you know, we'll go back and the game will be on. And I mean, I wasn't going to be watching play for play. Obviously I, my plan was hey, flip back and forth, whatever. Well, you know, I, turn on a video game quick and I'm playing my game, whatever. And I can hear my phone going and I hear my phone and text, 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 whatever. And I, it's just I'm thinking it's a couple group messages I'm in, whatever. And then, um, you know, my wife sends me a text and it's like the first one I see when I open my phone then. And it's like, Hey, what happened to that player? And from what I thought it was his back. So I just send back, Oh yeah, I think he might've hurt his back. And she goes, I don't think that's that. I heard they were just giving him CPR. So I instantly go back to the game and you see the situation. And then I go on to Twitter and, you know, you're getting all the updates and it's like they were administering CPR to him on the field. And what happened was, it seems that, you know, like it did with that soccer player a couple years ago, Erickson, um, Chris Pronger in hockey, you know, when he took the slap shot off the chest, it's when, when Higgins obviously lowered his shoulder and, and again again doing nothing wrong mind you but Hamlin tackled him high and he hit him with like he lowered his shoulder into Hamlin's chest and it's just it, it seems from what I've you know read what you've heard is that it's like the one in a billion chance 
it had to be at the perfect millisecond of, you know, your heart's rhythm where it just hit it and it knocked your heart out of rhythm. And for him, obviously his, his heart had stopped there on the field. And, you know, it's to see that happen. You know, we all know football is obviously it's a violent sport. I mean, all these players know what they're signing up for. They're, they're not idiots. They, they know what can happen on the field. But it's like, this guy wasn't going 40 miles an hour across the field and just got absolutely leveled or anything. This was just, I mean, it was a, it was a physical shot, but it was nothing where you thought, that's a play you're going to remember tomorrow. And go, man, do you remember when he trucked that guy? Like, it wasn't going to be that. And I, and I think that's what's honestly scared the most people out of it. It's because it was just so routine. But, you know, obviously that happens. And I want to give credit to Robert Griffin. And again, I'm sure other people put this, maybe they did on Twitter. And if they didn't, you know, whatever. But I mean, this was the first person I saw it. To give a shout out, as Hamlin's family, by the way, had given, you know, thanks, obviously, because... <laughs> And I'm sure Hamlin himself, when he's able to, is going to be thankful for, as well for Denny Kellington. He's the real-life hero here. I, as Robert Griffin wrote in his tweet, and he's absolutely right. This was his tweet. Denny Kellington, a real-life hero. He performed CPR on DeMar Hamlin on the field, and he was crucial in saving his life. And he absolutely was. That medical personnel, and, and you know what? It's, it's something that annoys me. It's like they're taken for granted. How, how can you take that for granted? Oh, they're trained for it. You could train somebody all day. This man jumped into action and he saved this man's life. It's His name should be out there more. And, and not just Denny Kellington, anybody in any form, like where, whoever, if you do this, like you deserve so much notoriety. Like, you deserve to be a hero. It happened in an Eagles game. The, the guy, the Mummers guy, who, you know, somebody had an incident in the stands. And he had to perform CPR on somebody. And he saved that man's life. And it's like, good. I want to see people getting recognition for this. Because that's what, you want to be a real hero. I mean, we love sports and all. But that's what a real hero is. Those are real heroes. And just thank goodness that this happened at a spot where DeMar Hamlin was able to get instant medical attention because that instant medical attention saved his life. And, you know, obviously he was transported to the hospital right there. Um, once they did, they got a, they got his heart beating again on the field. He was transported to the hospital. He was intubated, obviously. Um, and then, you know, that night came out that his vitals were, were there. Um, his lung function is improving because, again, when, you know, your, your heart starts, it stops pumping, you know, your organs can get severely damaged, obviously. That's why CPR is so critical. And, um, you know, his brain, it looks like all his neurologicals were intact, they said, which is incredible. Um, and, and it's just fingers crossed. But it's looking like, you know, he has the potential to have a full recovery, and that's, that's all you can hope for. But my goodness, you know, and again, this could happen, and this hasn't happened in football, and in the NFL, I think in what, 60 years, something like this. And you would think it would happen more in football, but it's like, it happens. It could happen in anything like baseball. You know, you get a fastball off the chest 
You know, obviously, I just told you about the soccer. It was a, a, a soccer ball. You know, the hockey was a hockey puck. Like, I, it's just, normally it's got to be that type of blunt force where it's like, think about it. Those slap shot, that slap shot was going about 100 miles an hour. Pitch would be going 100 miles an hour. Those kicks, they are rockets. And, you know, T. Higgins dropped his shoulder and it was just, in the best, that like, not the, obviously, like, the best part for all the players, like when you think about it, it's like you could take that hit, and I bet you nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine times out of a thousand more, even you take that hit, nothing happens, nothing. Like that's the other part of this. It's like it's not that the hit got Demar Hamlin. Like he could have got that hit a millisecond after what he did, and nothing would have happened. He would have just stood up, like he did. Just thoughts and prayers continue to go out to him and his family. Um, and just uh, the hopeful rec- that he's able to recover. Who cares about football future or anything like that? And and again, I not at this moment, but if he gets healthy enough and he's able to play again, that would be awesome if that's something he wants to do. Obviously, fingers crossed for him, but just being able to, you know, have his life and hopefully have the same life that he had prior to that injury. You know, that, that's what you're hoping for here. And everybody involved who helped save his life, they deserve all the credit in the world. They really do. Like I said, Denny Kellington, the Bills and the Bengals medical staffs, you know, and I know people had comments about the game because, you know, obviously it was, this was a major game. It really was. It was a major game in the AFC for playoff seating and whatnot. And, and I know, you know, you think about it and it's like some people were probably thinking, hey, if you just played the game right after, like, you know, he got off the field and you resume the game. You know, maybe that would have been easier in terms of like the players readjusting to just playing football because you wouldn't have time to think about it. And I, I, I understand that point. But you gotta also factor in what they saw on the field. It's not like they what they saw is what we were seeing. It's the, the fans, like, you know, the T V viewers and all that stuff where you're kind of separated from it. They were seconds or seconds, they were feet away from, you know, seeing the dire situation that their teammate, their friend, that he was in, there was just no way that they were going to be able to just go about and play football. So, uh, you know, the NFL, and I know the, we're not going to talk about it. The game never resumed. I don't care what the five-minute thing, hey, the game didn't resume. That was the absolute 100% right call. And now they had to figure out what they were going to do. And the guys, remember, I mean... We, we love sports, but th- this is secondary. You know, we'll figure it out. It, it, that's what it is. The, the most important thing is, hey, Tamar Hamlin's okay. That's that's what we want to hear, is that he's going to be okay. And it looks like it's trending in that direction, which is the absolute best news. You know? That's that's a championship right there. That That's a real championship. Now, in regards to the result of the game, because the NFL did declare it a no contest, we can go now into the football aspects of it. Because obviously, like I said, the most important part was this guy's health. But um, tonight, the NFL did release what they are going to do since this game has been declared a no contest. So obviously, the Bengals and the Bills are going to play 16 games. So in... So, okay. The first point they put out, the AFC Championship game. It will be played at a neutral uh, neutral site if the Parsit... If the participating teams played an unequal number of games, 
and both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game had all AFC clubs played a full 17-game regular season. Those circumstances involve Buffalo or Cincinnati qualifying for the uh, game as a road team and are listed below. So essentially what they're saying here is this. All the, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals all had a chance to become the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, what's going to happen is because the Bills and the Bengals are going to have one less game, the Bills were controlling, quote-unquote, if they won out, they would control their own destiny. They would have had the number one seed. Now, who knows if they would have won that game against Cincinnati. They were losing at the time. I mean, it was obviously into the middle of the first quarter. Anything could have happened. You know what I mean? Um, but if they did win and they won this week, they would have the number one. You know, Kansas City now, it, but let's say the Bengals win and Kansas City loses this week. Well, then Cincinnati could have got the number one. So they want to give you the chance. So like for this thing to play out, uh, for the Bengals, it would have to involve the Chiefs losing this week. If they don't lose this week, if they beat the Raiders Saturday uh, afternoon, then the Bengals aren't factored into a number one seed scenario. You know, I mean, if that game, if it's Kansas City versus Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game, it would be in Kansas City. Now, scenario one is Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie. A Buffalo versus Kansas City Championship game would then be at a neutral site. So Buffalo is going to be the two seed if they both win. They're not going to get the one. But to be fair, um, they're going to play the game in a neutral site. It will not be a home field for either team. Uh, scenario two is Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties. So Buffalo versus Kansas City game would still be at a neutral site because, again, they would still be the top two teams and Cincinnati wouldn't factor in. Now, the third one was Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game would still be at a neutral site. Now, if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati... In week 18, it will have defeated Cincinnati, a divisional opponent, twice, but will not be able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winning percentage for a 16-game schedule than Baltimore for a 17-game schedule because Baltimore did beat Cincinnati earlier this year. Now, if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati, and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild card game against one another, the site for that game would be determined by a coin toss. If Cincinnati wins the Week 18 game, or if Baltimore and Cincinnati are not scheduled to play one another in the wild card round, the game sites would be determined by the regular scheduling procedures. So, seating. So, there's a lot there. But again, the NFL, I mean, this was an incredibly, you know, obviously an unforeseen circumstance. And they didn't want to push the playoffs back a week and take away the break between the um, NFC Championship game and AFC Championship, or the Championship games. And the Super Bowl. And again, I know people will say, you could have. Yeah, you could have. But I mean, there's a lot that goes into the playoffs. You know, I mean, the, the, the TV rights and the money that's spent. And then they have the Pro Bowl. And then the Super Bowl week. And again, I get it. That's what they wanted to do. And it's not the NFL deciding this. The owners are going to vote on it tomorrow. My guess is they're going to vote for these procedures and agree to them. And it's going to be moving on. But... um. That's what it's looking like. There were scenarios being tossed out today. They were going to add a playoff team, which made no sense whatsoever because, you know, you're playing for seven the whole season and all of a sudden in the last week. So teams might have the last couple weeks who thought they were out of it, made adjustments to the roster. Like, the, for instance, the commanders are starting Sam Howell at quarterback this week. Well, if they still had a chance to make the playoffs, they wouldn't be doing that. The Saints, like, what if they put a guy on IR? And again, I'm not saying that, but I'm using them as an example. They're eliminated, but they put a guy on IR a week ago. Well, wait, they didn't have to do that. He could have played. They were just doing that because they thought they were eliminated. They wanted to get somebody up to have a roster spot to play. Like, that's the stuff. 
So I, I never thought that was plausible. And then they denied today that that was even in consideration. And my guess is it really wasn't something that was brought up because it just made no sense. But that's where we are going in to the final week. And obviously um, an extreme circumstance occurred. And just thank goodness. Thank goodness this thing's looking like it's turning the right corner. Now I'm going to pause here for a brief word from Anchor. But when I come back, we are going to go over, obviously, the importance of this game coming up for the Philadelphia Eagles and what's, you know, what it's looking like, who's going to play and who's not. But like I said, first, I do have a brief word here from Anchor. So as much as you may not want to believe it, the Eagles actually still control their own destiny here. Yes, um, I know the last two weeks have been not ideal results, but um, the big news is it looks like QB1, the best player in the National Football League, the MVP without any question, um, the best quarterback, the best player, like I said, he's back. Jalen Hurts looks like he's set to return this Sunday at 425 when the Eagles take on the Giants. Now, obviously, normally we're talking about who's going to be playing for the Eagles, but this week, I think it's more or less who's going to be not playing for the Giants because the Giants are locked into the sixth seed. They cannot improve their seeding at all. So um, when you get a chance to, in a long season like this, when you get a chance to rest some players before the important games start, I'm a believer that you always do. There's, there's nothing you get out of it. Like anybody who tells you about momentum and all that, like I get it. It's great and all. And if you really do steadfast believe in momentum, you know what you do? You could trot your guys out there for a series. You know, like your starters. Let them play a series. But you're not putting them out there and risking an injury to to somebody. That, you know what I mean? For a game that meant nothing. Like, hey, we won the Super Bowl a couple years, like five years ago. You know what we did? We rested our players in week 17. And that was with getting a buy. So they really had two weeks off. And all oh, you, well, you didn't come out blazing there. That doesn't matter. You won. Your goal is to have the best players on your team playing in a playoff game. So when it comes to the Giants this week, if they were going to play their starters, I know they could posture all they want, but they would be absolutely foolish to go out there and play their starters for the entirety of the game. Now, hey, again, they could play them for a quarter. Their backups can come in. It's not a written that the Eagles would win this game, obviously. I mean, hey, we had a scenario a couple years ago with the Super Bowl team, ironically, uh, the following year the, the, when we're trying to defend our Super Bowl where we had to get in because Minnesota had to lose to Chicago, who was going to play their backups. And Chicago obviously played their backups in the second half of that game, and they still beat Minnesota. So it's not like anything's a given, but, um, you know... Eagles are big, big favorites this week, as they should have been. And again, even if New York wasn't playing their favorites, or their favorites, their starters, we beat this team by what? It was an epic ass-kicking a month ago. You shouldn't be concerned about, hey, spoiler, if you can't beat the Giants at home, you're not winning the Super Bowl, right? But um, I'm just giving a heads up. It, it's... It looks like the Giants are going to probably you know, get their backups in the game pretty early on, if not from the beginning. And Tyrod Taylor will be playing a little at quarterback, which is, hey, good reps for him. 
You know, you're getting, and by the way, it's good reps for all the guys who aren't starters to get reps in a game prior to going into the postseason, just in case they are needed to play. And Tyrod Taylor, hey, he's an accomplished quarterback in the NFL, so it's not like they're going to somebody who just can't throw or can't play. It's not like the, their backups last year, you know. This isn't Jake Fromm. I mean, the, the, Tyrod Taylor could play. So you're going to have to still show up. And, and they even hinted towards that, the Eagles, this week. Like, you know, hey, maybe they were buying their own hype, you know. James Bradbury f- literally flat out said it. Maybe they were smelling themselves a little too much. But... That's fine. And again, it, it, it doesn't matter. What's happened the last two weeks don't matter. If I told you at the beginning of the season we were going to be playing the Giants in the last game of the season to get home field throughout the NFC playoffs, not one person wouldn't have signed up for it. Unfortunately, our quarterback got hurt. The team was overly protective as they should be. He's the best player in the NFL. He's back, though. He's going to play. I know he was a limited participant. He's going to play. Looks like, obviously, you know, Josh Sweat, who got that stinger on Sunday, well, stinger neck injury on Sunday. Um, he's re- trying to play, but it looks like they're going to be safe with him, obviously, as they should be, and, and hold him out. But it looks like he's going to be able to come back and play. Same thing with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who was activated into the 21-day window, him and Robert Quinn. So it looks like those two guys are, are going to be able to be contributors now. I don't know if... I mean, I think Quinn's going to play this week. I don't know if Gardner Johnson's going to play. And again, remember now, people have to go on IR as corresponding moves, and they haven't put Avante Maddox on IR yet, which tells you that they think there's a shot he could come back before the NFC Championship game. And Lane's not going on IR because he's going to play in the next playoff game. What you're going to get, who knows, but that's just the the heads up on the injuries there. Um, My guess is you might see somebody get cut, you know, to make a roster spot, so it, just keep an eye on the rosters because there's probably going to be some moves. Obviously, Saturday, they have to do it by Saturday at 4. You're definitely going to see some moves. I, and again, I don't know. If if Gardner Johnson's not playing and Quinn's not playing in this game and they feel they don't need them to play, you don't have to make those roster decisions till the playoffs. So I could see that too. But if, if they do want to get, you know, a guy like Gardner Johnson on the field there, get him back, you know, because he's obviously one of our major contributors, get him some run in this game. Obviously, you're hoping this game isn't too, too competitive, especially with the circumstances New York's having for it. Um, then, yeah, you could activate him. But again, there's going to have to be some corresponding moves and there's just not a lot of injuries for it. But that's it. I mean, there, there, there's not much to preview here. If the Eagles show up, with the mission to win on Sunday, they should be able to get this game over pretty early. Get the number one overall seed, have home field throughout the playoffs, and be ready to go ahead and win the damn Super Bowl again. Because that's the goal. That is the mission here. And they're getting the best player in football back, and they're going to be able to set themselves up for a deep run. I get it. It's not ideal with Lane being hurt, Jalen coming off an injury, Avante Maddox possibly not playing, You know, Josh Sweat getting dinged up here. Miles Sanders, obviously his knee is an issue, hence his usage in the last game. But that's why this bye week is very important because you give these guys a week to just recover and gear up for what will be a big-time three-game run. The Eagles are four wins away from the Super Bowl. It starts Sunday. Win that game. And then you got to win three more and it's a championship. 
They won what? Eight to start the year. Five in a row after that. So we've had two winning streaks this season that were more than four games. Let's get our third longest winning streak of the season and conclude it with a Lombardi trophy and a parade on Broad Street for the second time in five years. We'll be back after the game on Sunday. Have a lot to talk about. We'll have an idea who we're going to be, you know, what the playoffs are all going to look like for the most part because I'm probably going to record this show while the Packers and Lions are playing. Depending on the result of the Seahawks game, which is at 4.30 as well, we'll know if that's a really a full-on quote-unquote playing game. By the way, stupid by the NFL. Just absolutely dumb scheduling. Why the Packers and the Lions wasn't the Saturday night game and the Jaguars and the Titans wasn't the Sunday night game to me is just incredibly asinine. So many things had to go the way for the Jaguars to be able to lose the game and get in the playoffs and not matter. That, like, so they could potentially then rest. They weren't going to, they want the division. You want the home game. So to me, for for them to not think of, well, hey, the Lions just have to win, but they need the Seahawks to win early, or lose earlier so they have a shot. It's like if you play the game on Saturday, the Lions are playing it like it's still, they know they have a shot. And again, I know that they could say that, but you're not going to tell me they're not going to be a little let down if on Saturday night or Sunday night they're going into that game knowing, again, hey guys, unfortunately Seattle won, so we're not going to make the playoffs. I just, just dumb scheduling, dumb scheduling by the NFL. But like I said, we'll be back Sunday afternoon, hopefully with some, you know, incredible news and the Eagles getting ready to take a week off and then start this damn thing up as we go for our goal obviously, of winning the Super Bowl. want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles, go.